Hallelujah. So I'm speaking on unlocking and unleashing grace. Something's about to be unlocked. Something's about to be released over somebody's life. I believe that from today, somebody's life is about to go to the next level. Your corporate life, your business life, your entrepreneurial life is about to go to the next level because there's coming a supernatural grace, a supernatural favor on your life, a supernatural power is coming. You're about to stay above the crowd. You shall be selected among many. Somebody say, I receive my portion. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's bow and pray. Father, we thank you that your word will come to us strongly this morning. We decree that we'll receive the spirit of the house. We'll receive the spirit of this conference. We'll receive an empowerment. I command an unlocking and unleashing grace upon people. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to reiterate some of the things that have come to us strongly and I'll push it into another direction. And I want us to know that it is God's desire that we prosper in our endeavors. One of the things that is very dangerous is that Things should die in your hands. Anytime you hold things and they die in your hands, it's not a good thing. Anytime you start something and there's no flourish in your hand, as long as it's clear to you that God has called you in that area, it must not die. That means that in your personal life, in your corporate life, in your entrepreneurial life, nothing should die in your life. Nothing should be barren. And whatever we do must prosper. If you have really called, been called to do something that God has called you, and for the Father, that is what assignment God has called you, it must prosper in your hands. So, God prospering your works is not something that is oblivious or something that you, it's not, it's not, it's, it's the will of God for you to have it. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says that, and Abraham went up from Egypt, something coming up from Egypt. He and his wife and all that he had and lot with him too. And to the south, Abraham was rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. So we are seeing Abraham went into Egypt when there was a crisis, there was a famine, and some event took place there. And the Pharaoh wanted to touch the wife, and God appeared to him in the night and said, Don't touch that woman because he's a, he is the wife of a prophet. Hallelujah. That is the first time the name prophet was mentioned in the Bible. And the Bible said that this cause of what he did, he had paid, he gave Abraham so much. Hallelujah. May God cause your enemies to pay you some money. May God cause your enemies to pour something because there's coming a season that the money that was locked up for the wicked is coming to the righteous. I, I'm not saying you find money on the ground, but something is about to happen by your business plans, by your entrepreneurial skills. Money is coming to you. And the Bible says that and Abraham was rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And like, like Reverend Bam said that he was loaded. Sometimes I'll, I'll be loaded. Say, I'll be loaded. I'm, I'll, you are not confessing. Say, I'll be loaded. Say, I'll be loaded. Hallelujah. Let's, let's put that text in the, in the Amplified Version. Let's look at it very well. Those of you who are not here, I want to catch up with you. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that, and Abraham went up from Egypt. From today, you are coming up from out of Egypt. 
he and his wife and all that he had and, and Lot, his nephew was with him and they came to the south country of Judah. Let's continue reading in verse 2. And Abraham was extremely rich in silver and in gold and in, in, in livestock and in silver and in gold. I think the other translation, the new translation, look, look for it for me. And it says that, and Abraham was loaded. Say, I'll be loaded. Say, Abraham was loaded. Abraham was loaded. Say, I'll be loaded. I'll be loaded. And the message version said that, but Abraham was very rich and loaded with silver and with gold. That means that it is God's wish that you be loaded. Somebody you are about to live little to become great and become very prosperous because you are going to be loaded. Say, I'll be loaded. Hallelujah. So in those days, Abraham's wealth was quantified in, in two major ways. The first one was stock. Some say stocks. So the, the breed of livestock you have determines how your, your, your breed, the, the, how expensive it will be. Amen? In this world today, we have breeds of livestock that is very expensive. That is why when you go to the Wall Street, the Wall Street logo is a bull. Somebody get me? So it was the breed, it was a kind of breed. That is why, for those who even know how we talk about dogs, the breeding of dogs, we have what we call pedigree dogs. Dogs which are coming from the original line, not contaminated, not mixed. So also, in those days, wealth was counted in the kind of breed you have. That's what the Bible said. That, and he had livestock, livestock. It was a particular breed. Then he had silver and gold. That is bullion. So, you, you, now today we have what we call stocks and bonds. And the bonds is the bull, is the gold, the bullion. That's why if you go to very big countries, I'm told now in the research I was just doing recently, India has the largest collection of gold bullion. They have the largest. So, it puts weight under your, your currency. Amen? So, you see, so now it may not be physical gold, but it is the less talks you have, the investments you have, and somebody's about to be blessed. Somebody's about to be blessed. You're not going to do hand to mouth, but you are going to receive a blessing that you are going to have quality livestock. Someone said, I receive my portion. Hallelujah. So we are seeing that God is interested in the prosperity of his children. In Psalm 35 verse 27, which I like so much, the Bible says that Psalm 35 verse 27 says that, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them con say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So God is interested in you prospering. God is interested in you prospering. Say, God is interested in my prosperity. He said, let them, let them, let them, let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? Do you know that when you are poor, you cannot shout and rejoice? Ah, if you, after lunch, after service, you don't even have food with your landlord, has thrown your things out. Are you going to be shouting? No. 
That's the reality of the fact. Amen? That's the true thing that will happen. The Bible says that, let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause? Let them say, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant? So it is God's prosperity. It is God's joy that you should be prosperous. It is God's joy that you should increase. It is God's joy that you should do and say, I will do well. Now, let me let you know that today, the economies of the world are not performing well. And I am not a prophet of doom. But it will not be any better. Over the years, when I was growing up, we, we, we had a lot of things. We enjoyed Christmas. But now, you will notice that the Christmas that we had years ago is not the Christmas today. Every year, as I said, the thing is dropping. That's the sign of, of it. That the world economy will not become any better. No matter what happens. The oil prices may drop, they go up, whatever may happen. Gold reserves may not, everything may. But there's something I notice about God. That any time that a country or Israel was going through crisis or Israel had gone through a place where they were going through some challenge, he used the prophetic anointing. Now, there's a difference between somebody who stands in a prophet, prophetic office and a prophetic anointing. I want you to separate the two. Because you can have a prophet, but he might not carry that dimension I'm talking about. But there's a prophetic anointing. When I check the Bible, any time that Israel was in crisis, any time that God wanted to move Israel into a place of restoration, it was a prophetic anointing that he provoked. I believe that one of the major purpose of a prophetic anointing is not to tell you your name and where you come from. And that's what people think the prophetic anointing should do. All they know is that they should tell them something. No! It's bigger than that. The prophetic anointing has an ability to unlock and unleash you into a season that that God has prepared for somebody. So anytime there's crisis in Israel, God wanted to bring a, the prophetic, he brings the prophetic to realign Israel. He does not come and tell them where they come from, but there's something that the prophet would declare. Like in 2 Kings chapter 7, the Bible said, and there was famine, there was economic crisis. All the stocks had fallen, everything was going bad, people were killed in their children, their business was going bad, but they sent a prophet. He said, tomorrow about this time, uh, there shall be a restoration. I'm here to tell somebody, it does not matter the economies of the world. It does not matter what is going on. I know there's a God factor. I know there's a God factor coming to somebody. Tomorrow about this time, your story is about to change. Uh, tomorrow about this time, there shall be food at the gates of Samaria. The prophetic came to usher Israel out of famine into abundance. I stand in the name of Jesus and declare over your life any uh, famine season you are going through, any challenge you are going through, any dryness in your business, uh, any dryness in your career life, uh, I decree and declare over your life uh, tomorrow about this time uh, you are stepping into a new season. You are stepping into a place of abundance. God is about to use uh, uncommon people, uh, 
uncommon people to come into your life. God used some four, some four lepers. They were ostracized, they were cast out, but they were the ones God was about to use. I declare over your life, God is about to send some people into your life, into your business, into your career. They may not be the best, but they are ones God is about to use. I see some lepers coming back into town. I see somebody, you were ostracized, you were limited, you were prevented from going to the next level, but God is opening the latches of heaven and ushering you to the next level. I prophesy over somebody in the name of Jesus tomorrow about this time. So any time that Israel had come into a place where things were bad, that is why I'm saying that the world economy will not be any best. But somebody here, a supernatural grace is coming on you. A supernatural favor is coming on you. A supernatural opportunity is coming on you. In the life of the widow of Zarephath, the Bible said that the widow was about to die. She was going to eat the last meal and die. But God sent a prophet. and said, prepare me a meal first. It was a point of contact for the next provision to come to. And the Bible said that the flower did not cease or the cruise of oil did not cease until there was rain. I am here to speak to somebody. You may have come to the last point of your life that you may have lost a business, lost an investment, lost something, but I'm here to tell you God is about to bring rain again. God is about to water your ground again. God is about to open a door again. God is by the prophetic anointing. I speak over your life. That oil will not cease. That flower will not cease. That provision will not cease. You will not go hungry and die. God is about to make a supernatural supply. It's coming to somebody. A supernatural supply is coming to somebody. Somebody say, I receive. The sons of the prophet had a small house. And they were going to extend the building. And they went and borrowed an axe. They went and borrowed money to be able to extend the building. But when they went to cut the timber, the axe head dropped into the river. When you go and borrow somebody's money, and you lose it, you are in big trouble because you couldn't invest it. Or maybe you invested and the investment failed. Ah, you are coming back again. And the Bible says that, and the prophet was called, prophet Elijah was called. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. It says that, and he came and commanded the axe head to float. Just imagine how an axe head, an axe head is a metal object. But the Bible says he took the stick and reached out and took it and the axe head floated. It means that it defied all the laws of gravity and density because the prophetic was in that place. I'm here to tell somebody, you may have lost money, you may have lost investment, but you are about to float again. You are about to float some shares again. You are about to float some business again. Your business is about to float. Your investment is about to float.
road. It may have gone down, but I see somebody here by the prophetic anointing on this house. I speak over your life. I command it right now. Whatever you lost money, whatever you lost investment, whatever you lost, there's coming an unleashing of grace. I unlock the resources. I unlock the favor. I unlock the grace. I unlock the blessings. That asset will float again. That investment will float again. You will not lose it. You may have lost it, but it's coming again. I prophesy over somebody. It is coming over your life again. It's coming over your ministry again. It's coming over your marriage again. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Very impossible. I know that we have lost money in this country. People have lost their investment. But you will not kill yourself. God is about to give you another opportunity by the prophetic anointing. The same place you lost the money, the same country you lost the money, God is about to give you another one again. God is about to give you another job again. God is about to give you another opportunity again. You lost it, but it's coming back to life. You lost it, but it's coming back to you. I speak over somebody here that that asset that was lost, that investment that was lost by the prophetic anointing Mountain. I command it to float again. I command it to float again. I command it to float again. And they continue to do their project. So the prophetic always comes as an intervention. And I'm here to tell somebody God is intervening in your business. When God had to restore Israel, in Ezra, they needed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, which was broken down. Ezra chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. People were building, but the prophetic had to come to play. That means that there are some people who have been called to build. But there are some prophets who have been called to speak and prophesy. They were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that, and now the prophet Haggai, the prophet Zachariah, the son, grandson of Edo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel, whose spirit was, was over them. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Settle, the heir to the throne of Judah and Jeshua, the son of Zadok, arose and began to rebuild the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God, Hagar and Zechariah, were with them supporting and encouraging them. Hallelujah. So you will see here that the, when they were rebuilding the walls, of Jerusalem that have been broken and I believe that the church is re being rebuilt for the end time I believe that we have come to the last hours 
of the end time. I believe that it's Africa's time. I believe that the gospel must be preached in Africa and beyond. That is why there's a lot of focus on Africa. Our walls may be broken, but God is, has raised prophets that those who are called to rebuild, those who are called to restore the dignity of the church, the prophet's assignment is to prophesy and encourage you. So the prophetic input comes to enforce and to upgrade you. Somebody hear me. Very, very important. So the Bible says these ones were prophesying. So though they were building, they were prophets undergirding them. That is why the force of the prophetic is very necessary. And for those in the business world, those in the corporate world, those who are entrepreneurs, you need the input of the prophetic in your business. I did an amen there. I am not talking about, I'm talking about prophetic anointing. And it's very, very important because I was just getting some information recently that because of how people have lost their business, some occults are, are recruiting people who have lost business and giving them jobs. Because they own businesses. So now young people who lost their business, who lost their jobs in the banking sector, in the corporate area, they are recruiting them by the day. And they are empowering them. That is why I believe that this conference and what God had laid on my heart since 1999, about 20 years ago, is very relevant to us. Because just as, and it's because you are in the marketplace. You are in a war zone. There are people in your office who don't worship the same God you worship. There are people you are competing with on the fleet of shops who are not the same, who doesn't worship the same God you worship. There are people you are contending with. You need the input of the prophetic. That's what I'm trying to tell you to today. If there's anything you have, you have, you have not gotten, you need this. So you cannot take your relationship with God for granted. Because there are people who are being undergird. The Bible says as they were building, so as you are building your business, as you are building your corporate life, as you are building your entrepreneurial business, you need a prophetic input. I speak over you that God will make you stronger in the marketplace. God will make you an apostle in the marketplace. God will make you stronger in the marketplace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I believe that one of the assignments, and I know, and I know, and I know, that God has given me is to empower people in the marketplace. Very important. Just last week, Friday, is it Friday? Thursday. Reliable information, not something that's from somewhere. Reliable information. Because they were trying to look at another pastor's son. And say, we want to give you money, we'll give you everything. You lost your job, but we are ready to give you a bigger, bigger position as long as you belong to the cult. I was in, I can say it only, I was, I was in Canada. The driver, my armor bearer picked me and he was talking to me about some oil business that he was trying to do. So I half of the oil business. And he said that, Pastor, I had to stop. Because when he gave me the contact, the man told me that, I want you to be my son. 
the business is there, but I want you to be my son. How, how, how do you want? I'm your son. Say no. <laughs> I have to let you do some other things with me. That means that the business is tied to something. The guy said he backed off. And I'm talking about the guy to him, Pastor. If that thing had gone through, you'll be in Ghana and arrive here with sacks of money for you. But because he refused, which is good, the man didn't give him the business. He said, The business is there. This, I'm talking about a very strong connection. That is why you cannot take your relationship with God for granted. Your connection to God for granted. The Bible says, as they were building, they were undergird by prophets. They were undergird by the prophetic anointing. And I pray for you that God will undergird you. God will support you. God will keep you. God will sustain you. God will cause his hand to be strong on you. I speak over your life uh, that your business will not fail. Uh, your, your grace will not fail. Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus, your enterprise will not fail. Uh, in the corporate where uh, they may fight you, but you shall prevail. Uh, in that office, uh, they may fight you, but you shall prevail. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Verse 3 to 5. I'm going to show you something. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Verse 3 to 5. Now Uzziah was 16 years when he became a king. Teenager. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jeholiah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that the father Amaziah has done. He sought God in the days of Zachariah who had understanding in the visions of God and as long as he sought God, God made him prosper. This morning, when I was in the washroom, one of the, my pain had been that many Christian business people don't, business doesn't last. I have seen Christian businessmen and entrepreneurs start well, but they never last. Because when they begin to grow big, they stop seeking God. They stop listening to the pastor. I've seen people started with nothing. And as your business is growing, they get to a realm. You become too busy. And when you check the Bible, when you read the whole story, go and read the whole story. This guy, the Bible said that he was 16 years. The guy could implement, he began to manufacture weapons of war and took lands and everything. And to the extent that he became so powerful. The Bible said, and when he became powerful, his heart was lifted up to burn incense. So now he wanted the position of the priest and the prophet. And valiant men said, don't, because it is not for you. So there's a limitation. But the Bible said, because his heart was lifted up. That means that the greatest thing that will destroy our destiny is our heart as corporate business people. 
And the Bible says he took a censer to burn and leprosy broke on his head. And he stayed out of what he had built till he died. May it never happen to you. The Bible says as long as he sought God, he prospered. That means that if your business is going to do well, your entrepreneurial is going to do well, your corporate life is going to do well, never leave your seeking of God. Don't say, Pastor, I pray in the house. No. Be covenanted to a house. Be covenanted to an altar. Be connected. You can be in this house and not connected. You can belong here and not connected. And that's what happens to people. I, I pray for you that because, let me say something to you. Anytime God gives a word, he provides a prophetic ecosystem for it to mature and grow. The biologists will tell you that ecosystem is where, it's a system where everything depends on each other. When I talk about ecosystem, what I'm talking about, I'm just transposing what is in biology into the prophetic. So when God gives you a word in this house and says this is this house, most people are not going to rise down. He provides an atmosphere and strategic relationships and things that will enhance the fulfillment of that prophetic word. Come on. Come on. The problem is that people get blessed and they move out of the system ah. and don't, they don't connect to the ecosystem. So you don't see the manifestation. Today, I stand here under the prophetic anointing. And I am not saying this for personal aggrandizement. No! We have had it over and over declared over this house that God is raising a breed of multi-millionaires. That means that the ecosystem here has an ability to provide and support what God has said over your life. And I decree over your life today, let that oil, let that anointing, let that grace be released over your life. Let that power be released over your life. Let that grace be released over your life. I speak over your life today. Let the anointing, let the grace. Stand up on your feet. We're going to pray. That whatever God has said about this house will come will be fulfilled. Wherever you are, you are a businessman, you are in the corporate world, you are in the civil service, you are an entrepreneur. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray quickly. Lift up your voice and pray. Kabadabahas. Brato prakazatas. Lift up your voice and pray. 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 I declare a release. I declare a release. I declare a 
Let there be an impartation. That whatever your hands find to do from today shall prosper. I bind the spirit of barrenness. I bind the spirit of unfruitfulness. And the open heavens in this month. I declare over your life that henceforth whatever you hold in the corporate world may the grace of God sustain you. Anyone contending with what you are anyone undermining you anyone containing with your contract containing with you may the un- may there be an unleashing i unlock it right now i unlock it right now i unlock your next level i unlock your next level i unlock your blessing i unlock your grace i unlock your entrepreneurial spirit in the name of jesus you will not be thrown out of your position. You will not be sent out of what is yours. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak over your life. And I declare by the hand of the Lord. That from today. You've entered a new day. In Jesus name. Amen. Somebody give a hand clap unto the Lord.